Happy New Year, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 15. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies still streaming on Netflix. (laughs) So you don't have to. (laughs) They're still streaming, still screaming and streaming Uh, in our 2017. So we're back after a three-week break. Has it been that long? It's been three. I checked. It's been three weeks. Wow. We had a nice long holiday. We hope you did too, listeners. Yes. I hope it was lovely. Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, whatever it is that you celebrate. Boxing Solstice. Day. Kwanzaa. Did you know that Kwanzaa is only like 20 years old? Yeah. Isn't that? That's wild. That's why uh, nobody, like, not nobody, very few people actually celebrate it. I had a friend's mom in third grade come to our classroom and teach us about Kwanzaa. I think that's how it was more normally used is like as an educational thing. It's like they're trying to get it to catch on. Right. But it hasn't it really, really. And that's yeah. why we don't know. That's why it's not a big part of pop culture is because it's so new. It was. But it was when it was trying to catch on. That's the interesting thing. I sure. remember seeing a lot of commercials for it. Because like, they were trying to make right. it catch on. So it's so interesting. All right. Uh, enough about Kwanzaa. <laughs> that's not what this podcast is about. Unfortunately. Uh, this podcast is about horror movies on Netflix and this week's was Deathgasm. Deathgasm, another New Zealand one for us from 2015. We're just we're sick of it. So, Deathgasm was written and directed by Jason Lee Howden. It is his first film, as has been the case with many of the worst movies you've done on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's the director's first foray into filmmaking. It shows. And I really hated this. Yeah, it was really, really, really low. I mean, I was thinking the whole time that nothing will ever beat Hellraiser Revelations in. Yeah. Terrible movies. But this was actually, like, pretty close. It gets by by, I think, having some sense of, like, a coherent plot. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's not, like, 80 minutes of nonsense the way that Revelations was. I mean, it's it's 90 minutes of nonsense. (laughs) But at least a film was made. And it's actually worse than nonsense because I think it's actually pretty offensive also. We'll get into that, too. actively, aggressively offensive. Yeah. So you want to talk plot first? Yeah, let's like give a quick recap. Mm-hmm. So the conceit is basically that heavy metal music is the devil's music. It begins with our protagonist Brody saying, you know, when your parents told you that all those lyrics about ripping out entrails or horrible Demons devil music. sucking out your soul. It's true. It's true. Yay. Let here's, me tell you about here's it. Here's how it happened to me. And like the first, uh, all of it really has this kind of like kooky. Super stylized. Yeah. Like. We're gonna fight some demons. We're in high school. There's like there's all these like illustrations that happen, like little scribbles on the screen. It's all very um stylized. You know what I actually would also compare this movie to? What? The movie I'm gonna say is a literal zillion times better, but it's like Odd Thomas. Yeah. It has the same kind of fast pace. Uh it has the same kind of like this is me kind of narration. These are my friends, this is my family. You know what I thought of? What? It's like Shaun of the Dead. But a failure. Yes. In that it's like, let's like, let's like play with tropes. And yeah, it does play with tropes. Me and my friends fighting bad guys. Yes. Except And swinging things and it's all, and it all kind of works out for this happy ending. Like, but it is utter and complete garbage. Those movies that we just mentioned do it well and do it by like updating the tropes so that they're not as offensive as they were before. This like, it leans in, it leans into all the bad shit that has come before it. And I think that's the thing is like, as I was watching, I was like, I, I couldn't blame this movie for it because it's just doing what it's been like taught to do. I, I so fully disagree. It is so juvenile. That is the, that is the word that I will. Absolutely. That I think sums this up. This is the most juvenile movie 
I think I've ever seen. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's doing anything new. I think that it's, it's copying like bad movies that have been made before. Absolutely. I, I recognized it, all the bad stuff. It about wants it. to be, it wants to be like a, a midnight movie. It like desperately mm-hmm. wants Absolutely. to become a cult film about, for people who love heavy metal music to like. And horror. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's a disaster. Yeah. It's awful. The basic plot is just that Brody and his friends form a band. Mm-hmm. They obtain from an aging rock star, aging metal star, uh, this sheet music called the Black Hymn. It's like uh, it's like ancient sheet music. It's like it's in Latin. They could they barely really it. make it yeah. out. Yeah, and um, but it's and it's very simple. It's just sort of like bong 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 bong. Yeah. Like it's just really basic. Of very much a hymn, and it raises a demon. And there's this other group of people this organization trying to get its hands on it which i'll be honest i do not understand i'm not gonna be able to explain it it had nothing to do with anything and uh it's very small part of the movie actually but then the whole town basically like turns into possessed zombies besides our our main five characters for some reason who somehow escaped this for some reason and they fight and they save the day demons uh and the, it all kind of ends because Brody realizes that maybe if you play the song backwards, it'll reverse the process. And guess what? That works. Hooray. Everybody lives happily ever after at the end. So. End of podcast. <laughs> if only we didn't have to talk about this. Um, I, I do want to talk about the characters real quick. There's okay. five main people. And then there's a couple other kind of side characters. So Brody's the main one. Zach is his best friend who he meets in a record store. In the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Zach is like... He's the cool kid. He's cool. At he's, least in the context of their friend group. And he's like better at metal than Brody is. Brody's like kind of a poser. Like a little... He he believes in like metal music and he loves it, but he also strays from the cool path a the way we're bit. The way we're supposed to know this and this... <laughs> This is like a theme that comes up that a major problem I have with this movie is that this movie is for people who who know what everything they're talking like everything the characters talk about is. Right. So the thing I thought of when I was walking over here to record was this movie's for people who know the difference between black metal and death metal, which most people oh, I don't. don't. I yeah. certainly do not. I wouldn't if I hadn't read about it. Um, <laughs> and so like they're like comparing records. They're like in the they meet in the record store with Zach and Brody, mm-hmm. and they're pulling up records to show each to other to show like, each other like that like, I'm cred. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the joke is that like Brody pulls up po- a Poison record, and Zach's like, Ugh. <laughs> I love Poison, so I was like, Yay, Brody! <laughs> you love Poison. I love Poison. <laughs> I love the few Poison songs that I've heard. That's silly. You like Brody, like Poison. <laughs> um, but Zach likes Cannibal Corpse and Bone Crusher and. I'm just going to start making up metal names as, as this goes on. <laughs> like, pick, like, uh, any verb. Blood, blood, death. Blood is a verb now? No, pick a noun and then a verb. Vermin screamer. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maggot, death screech. So Brody uh, is a little bit of a poser, and Zach is cool. Um, or at least, quote-unquote, cool, the way this movie wants us to think that he is. And the other two nerd friends who are not into metal but they are also outsiders so they somehow, like D. they like dnd so somehow they get like welcomed into this fold one of them plays keys and the other plays drums and they form the band deathgasm right uh which is where we get the name of the movie yeah. deathgasm sucks it's a bad band uh because brody's a poser and can't well, play guitar and because they have no idea what kind of music they want to make right that's like uh, we'll talk about this now that is my like number one problem is that so there's, uh, oh, we don't know who Medina is, but. <laughs> <laughs> I 
We'll talk about Medina in a bit. Uh, Brody is trying to explain to Medina, like, oh, you have misconceptions about metal. It's not just screaming, except for, and then lists 10 subgenres of metal. And so I'm like, okay, so what is Deathgasm supposed to be? That actually made me laugh so hard. Because you just defined yourself in opposition to grindcore and porno grind and black metal and sludge metal like i don't know like what you're trying to say that you are and then the music they play has no consistency whatsoever sometimes they sound like def leopard sometimes they sound like fucking gojira or i'm getting way too you're talking way over my head but it's okay sometimes they sound like like doom sludge like the black hymn is like a it's like a sludge metal it's like boom right boom and then sometimes they're like shred it bro like like tenacious d who we were just listening to like exactly they sound like tenacious d trying to be real serious Yes. Unfortunately, and the thing is, is that the joke of Tenacious D is... That they're making fun of it. That they're like, well, they're making fun of it, kind of. They're like more self-aware. I think the joke of Tenacious D is more they're like, they're adults. Mm -hmm. Whereas Metal being... God, I have so much to say about this. (laughs) Metal being this thing that like kids are into as like a formative part of their growth makes a lot of sense. I think there's something about Metal that is inherently juvenile. Well, that's what Brody says. Just like there's something about Punk that's inherently juvenile. Right. Brody says that. Brody's whole thing about metal is that it's like, when the world really sucks, you listen to these songs and it makes you feel better because you know someone else there feels the same way. And that's how I felt when I was in middle school and listening to emo. Like, everybody, all those genres that are about being oppositional to your parents or school or politics or like anything like that, that is inherently like, there's something useful well, I about think, that. Well, I think metal's more about like escapism. It's more about like, I mean, at least, I think at least the high fantasy and, um, hyper-violent stuff that they seem to be mm-hmm. listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I felt alienated in high school and I didn't wear Norwegian black metal corpse paint. <laughs> well, everyone um, had their own stuff that they were doing. Sure, but... And you connect to any... You could connect to punk, you could connect to emo, you could connect to metal, you could connect to I think if this story things. was about not knowing where to root oneself and finding something in a subculture that speaks to you, I would I would give it a lot more slack than I want to. Right. Well, they would. They it's mentioned about, it once. No, it's about metal being this like they don't. I don't know. They don't realize it's juvenile, but it's like yeah, rape, dicks, fucking <laughs> tits, bitch, yeah, like tits, yeah, pussies, yeah. yeah. And it's like it 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 comes from both a like there's some reverence and love for metal here in like the filmmakers and like mm-hmm. somebody cares a lot about this they could have this. chosen any genre and but they also chose metal. they want to represent that it's like really juvenile but it's not critical of metal at all no it's exact it's 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 silly it's, playing it's into absolutely that. silly but it is not at all critical of no disgusting sophomoric yeah. like and it aspects plays of into this. that it wants you to look at that and go oh i love it yeah. I love all the like tit fucking and maggots and like maggot dicks sperm. everywhere. Maggot sperm is like a thing that appears that's a, on that's screen. That's one of their band names that they think of before Deathgasm. We're supposed to laugh at maggot sperm. Yeah, it's disgusting. No, it's a, the, so much of this movie. It's is just, just disgusting. It's like it's a waste of my time. Yeah. Like I just thought so much of it was just repulsive. Like that's exactly the word that I would use is repulsive. Yeah, not just in how, it's how they speak. It's the plot. It's all the gore. We'll get into the gore a little bit later, but it's it's so over the top. And I don't like gore anyway, but I can appreciate it in movies we've watched like Reanimator and Hellraiser. I forgive the gore because it's like it's clearly trying to be a midnight movie, like I said. It's horrible, though. No, it's, it's trying to be a so, Peter Jackson movie. I know. It's just awful. It's like the New Zealand splatter tradition. It's yeah, like it's just it's horrible. It maybe and maybe if that was it, because there's there's gore in like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. And I and I don't like it because of just my personal feelings, but I can excuse it because I'm like, this is a great movie and I know what they're trying to do. This movie didn't earn it, so it just <sighs> felt like the whole thing was just 
What I an wanted, I wanted Evan to sentence. look away. What did you say? What an Evan sentence. What did I say? That sounded like it you. didn't earn it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're having such an effect on me. Um, can we talk about Medina now? Yes. Medina. Medina leads into. We've talked about the repercussions of like metal on this this on them as teenagers that they're like pieces of shit because of this medina represents the person who when we see her we meet her for the first time she is not into metal she's like the hot girl she's beautiful she's popular she's long flowing blonde hair and she's very fresh faced and beautiful and like brody sees her and immediately is like i want to fuck that girl does not does not know her does not even speak to her is just like i want to fuck her and his friends are like She'll never want you. You're weird, and she's beautiful and hot and popular. So no, she'll never fuck you. She'll never fuck you. So like, put it out of your head. But then she sees him in class doodling. I don't know demons raping his teacher, each other. Yeah, his teacher probably, and like his teacher sucking dicks. I don't know, just horrible, like Our misogynistic, hero, and homophobic bullshit. And she's like, I rescued it from the trash, like from the bin that the teacher threw it away. From and the bin. He's so good at drawing, and maybe you could like do, do my tattoo for me. And he's like, Yeah, totally. By the way, immediately starts hitting on him. Like, like literally, like is, she's so endeared by this bullshit. She doesn't say just draw my tattoo. She's like, Oh, maybe you could go here on my arm, maybe on my maybe upper on my thigh. thigh, my breast. She pulls down her shirt, and he's like, Oh, cool, and like. <laughs> And then he pulls out all of his CDs to show her. He gives her the speech about middle is for when you're so lonely in the world. Like, it's just so bad. And she's horrified. Like, her first instinct is like, well, wow. The first, the first band she sees is a real band called Anal Cunt, which right. is like, that's that's this like movie's level of humor is like, oh, isn't it funny that Anal Cunt is a name? And like, isn't it funny that he just showed this to this girl and she has to read Anal Cunt on like, on a... CD that this guy that she's like kind of interested in is handing to her. Hilarious. Like that was the thing to me. I was like, oh my God, girl, run, run from him. But she's endeared and she, he picks one for her that she might like. I do think he also says the word porno grind, which is that, that should be women, (laughs) women of the world. If you hear a man say porno grind, run away. In a like serious way to you. Do not, do not do that. So she is, is excited to listen to metal. Um, we didn't discuss is that is the little, when Brody is talking about metal in the beginning of the movie, there's like a zoom into his brain and you see him like on the top of a mountain, it's like, like in a this kind fantasy. of CGI fantasy sequence um, where he's on top of a mountain and he's shirtless and he's shredding on the guitar. I think he's wearing like one of those Viking horn hats and Medina, who he has just seen, he has not talked to her yet, no. is on the ground, like, like the wind is blowing in her hair and she's wearing this kind of like loose gauzy thing on her boobs and he like... I think he points a finger at her and like Hellraiser sparks shoot out or something like that and and it vanishes and then she's just bare breasted in the wind. And I was like, Oh, that's that's this movie. That's what we're watching. Yeah. And then a little bit later, Medina listens to the record. She turns off her rap music. Which I don't know if this movie's supposed to be like She's walking down the street. Oh, rap music, all these white people in New Zealand and their fake poser asses listening to rap music. What? I don't know what I don't know. This movie is not interested in that kind of cultural commentary. Well, I, I just don't understand it. So she listens to metal instead, and then she goes to the mountaintop and she has a battle axe and she's swinging it around and two girls are making out in front of her. For some reason. Why? I mean, I know why. I know why for the audience to see girls making out. Because it's hot, man. But um, I have a question. What? Why is that in her fantasy? Because she exists for men. (laughs) 
correct. <laughs> no, literally, like, the thing about Medina, and I do want to talk about this, is everything about her is for men. Yeah. Every single thing. We don't know anything about her that isn't pertaining to Brody. She well, had no, no, no personality. We know, we know she dates Dave. Right. But which she is Brody's cousin, But she, way. David, yeah. And the only time we see them interact is he goes, hey, I'm going to make that guy's life a living hell. And she goes, oh my God, David, because bullying's such a turn on. And I was like, that was so on the nose. <laughs> like, she could have said anything else. She could have said, I don't want to have sex with you when I've seen you torture someone. Like, I don't think beating people up is funny. But bullying... To call it bullying is too self-aware for this movie. Like, no teenagers are like, that's bullying. Like, that doesn't happen. So, uh, she I love that you keep quoting this movie in accent. It's like... <laughs> I have to do it. So she doesn't like David anymore because he is a bully. But she goes and, um, you know, hangs out with Brody. She has no personality except how it, like... Who, by the know, way, we forgot to mention, he's wearing corpse paint. Um, in this scene, yeah. In this scene. Oh, and they're sitting on there eating ice cream together, just like in Odd Thomas. I was like, this is so funny. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just like Odd Thomas. But uh, now she's really into metal. She's super excited about oh, it. Yeah. She loves it. Um, she She's going to, you know, be this little But she then goes away princess. for, like, most of the third really act until she inexplicably shows up again with a no, bad no, 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 no. She uh, tries to hang out with... Um, Brody, she gives Zach a note to give him, and then Zach doesn't give it to him. That's the the love triangle part of this, is that it also inexplicably, like, Zach doesn't want Brody to get laid. Like, I don't know why he... He's just a mean friend. He's a, he's a bad... He's not even a friend. He's just, like, a bad dude who they're hanging out with. And he sabotages the relationship. I don't know if it's like to keep to just because he wants her for himself or it's to keep Brody on track. I think of like he their says, band. he says he thought it'd be funny. I think that's his, his that rationale. Because he, go, he goes instead and he hooks up with Medina. That's like, that's the, the, the teenage drama aspect of this is that he doesn't give the note to, to Brody. Brody to meet Medina in the park. He goes instead and says, Oh, Medina, Brody's not interested in you. And then he hooks up with her. Um, and it all comes out later in this big dramatic fashion and it's super boring and terrible. Oh, you know what I forgot? There's, um, I don't know if it's that scene when she gives the note to him, but I'm pretty sure that Zach is just wearing a shirt that just says scrotum on it. (laughs) Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right for this movie and it's comedy. And I know we're probably like, we're probably talking about this too much for the listener, but that's, that's all this movie is. Is that it is inundating you with like scrotum, dicks, penises, like, bleh, pussies, like nonstop. Every fucking thing they do. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> that noise is exactly how I feel. I just I hate it so much. I know. The other thing that I was going to say that it was very um, different for me was that I really felt like if this was a different movie, this is the kind of movie that I'd be like. The two main characters, which are Zach and Brody, mm-hmm. are in love with each other. There's a lot of that kind of like sabotaging of relationships and like and they hold each other at one point while uh, Zach is injured and he's like don't die on me like it's it's one of those like really emotionally fraught Zach does keep touching his dick granted he does to hurt yeah, him yeah, but... Yeah. but you know it happens and so in any other movie I'd be like they're in love that's the, that's you know I get to do, I can I get to do that with movies you know that are doing this you know homo flirtation thing homo flirtation homo flirtation what's the word i'm like homoerotic homoerotic there's this, like this, this this is the kind of movie that has the homoeroticism that a lot of movies have but i couldn't do that because part of me knew that if this movie knew about gay people 
it would hate them. Yes. It doesn't do anything abjectly homophobic, really. Mm. It like I, I kept waiting for Zach to call someone a fag and he didn't do it. Yeah. Like I kept waiting for it, but it didn't happen. This movie just doesn't know gay people exist. The or there's the lesbians kissing each other, but they that's just for the male that's gays. Not, that's not gay people. Right, exactly. It's just girls kissing for attention yeah. and for men. Um so yeah, it doesn't know gay people exist, but I had this feeling that if if it did, it would be so offensive and homophobic. So I couldn't enjoy the idea of Zach and Brody being in love with each other because it's so they're both such garbage that it yeah. like wasn't it couldn't be fun. Honestly, I didn't even have that thought because these are not people. They are fucking <laughs> just walking through these scenes and there's there's like there's nothing to them. Like they like metal. Zach and Brody like metal in different ways and Brody's a poser. Medina is nothing like Dave is is a is a mean bully. Like yeah. there's nothing. The nerds are nerds. There's no, yeah. They like D and D. That's like it. There's nothing to them. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on, there's a whole uh, once the demons all rise and um, Azeroth is that what you said his name was? The demon. It's not Azeroth. Azeroth is a thing from World of Warcraft. Uh, what if there's a demon? His name is something it's like with an it's a. like Amoth or yeah, something. Yeah, it's something like that. Azul or something, whatever. He's gonna. Can we call him Azazel? Just yes, Azazel's gonna come and uh, possess the person with the blackest heart, and um, rule the world. I don't know. There's also zombies walking around in the meantime, and they yes, they talk. Um, they're not like zombies. They, they talk with like it sounds like a vote like a vote quarter is like mm-hmm. kind of. They have like a, like a metal way of talking is what I was going to say. <laughs> that is what they do. That's how they talk. It's really, it, it's actually, it's again, like very unpleasant because they also like, some of them don't have eyes. They've got blood dripping from all their orifices. It's just like, yeah, they're in, remember they're in class and their teacher is just like shitting, shitting blood. blood. Yeah. It's just, oh. Do you want to know my favorite, this is really my favorite shot in the movie. Do you want to know what it is? What? So I didn't know this character's name, but apparently it's Terry. And I didn't is know it that. Zach's father. No, oh. it's, um, I think it's maybe one of David's friends, so it's another bully. Oh. Uh, Brody's, like, in the bathroom and, like, looking in the mirror or something. <gasps> that is my favorite shot. When he slides in. And, and t- Zombie Terry, like, slides in behind him. He's wearing he's, sung- heart-shaped sunglasses. Like, Lolita red heart-shaped <laughs> sunglasses. And he's talking about, like, the blind one is coming. You will all descend into hell. And then he like slides away. And Brody's like, thanks. Okay, Terry. Thanks for that. And then he slides back in and he goes, did I mention that Azul is going to rip our guts out through our spleens? And he goes, no, Terry, I didn't know that. It's really funny. <laughs> I agree. That's like the only good part of the movie. It's the way that he slides in. Yeah. And it's like, that's the thing is that like, listeners know I love camp. I fucking love it. And there's a way to do it. It's not by doubling down on dick jokes. No. And like... Because I will say there are, can I, can I have the opportunity to talk about two things I also liked. The two self-aware kind of like meta self-referential parts I really enjoyed. Do I have another joke? So maybe this is one of the ones. Okay. One of the ones I loved was they're like, Azeroth will rise at 3 a.m. Yes, was it that? Azeroth's going to rise at 3 a.m. And Zach goes, like, Pacific time, Eastern time. Like, does Do he, demons does he recognize, what is he? Daylight savings. Daylight savings. And I was like. Thank you. The other one that I really liked was... Actually, when, um, actually, it was, it was actually it was like, when's the devil's hour? Which is apparently a real thing. In, it, like, is, it is. Like, yeah. When's the devil's hour? 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Pacific, Pacific Eastern, Eastern time. time. It was really funny. And then the other one I liked was um, Brody and Zach walk into the house and Brody immediately goes to the fridge to get a beer. And uh, then uh, Brody's aunt is like holding him yeah, up yeah. by the neck. And Zach comes back in the room with the beer, sees, her, sees him being strangled, 
and is like, oh shit, and like finishes the beer really quickly before he uses it to smack that's, her in the head. That's probably what I wrote down um, that it felt like Shaun of the Dead. That whole action yes, sequence was I like, agree. is the way that Edgar Wright shoots, actually, not mm-hmm. just Shaun of the Dead, but um, it, or The World's End also is like this. I can like, picture that happening in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Where, what's, is it his name, Ed? Yeah. Comes out with a beer and I can picture him being like, oh, fuck, like, and then hitting him. Like, that is exactly, exactly. And the, I was like, the beats of that movie. If only this worked. <laughs> right. Cause I, the, the, the parts we just talked about, those little funny moments made me feel like there was something that they, there's something there and they just needed to, like, if this movie was made by, like, not misogynistic homophobic of shit, yeah. yeah, like, then we could have something because the idea of, like, metal both raising demons and defeating demons is could be interesting. And actually, I don't know if we talk about this yet, I don't think so. The way that they defeat it is by playing the black hand backwards. Which makes sense. Which is hilarious. No, it's like a hilarious joke about like... it's about playing records backwards, play right? Record, yeah, yeah, like yeah. like satanic messages. Right. That is a great, like, kicker to this movie. I agree. I thought it was great. So, like, there's something here. But it it's was executed so, under so badly. So much garbage. It's just horrible. Uh, we also didn't talk about in this fight scene with um, Brody's aunt, just mm-hmm. because we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, dildos are oh, used God. as a weapon a few times, several times, because they find the like the church stuff box that's full of sex toys in the aunt and uncle's closet. Ha 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 ha! And they use the sex toys to fight the demons. And what I'm glad about it is that it was pretty ineffectual. They, like, realized immediately that it was, like, not a good idea. You can't fight a demon with a huge black dildo. Like, that doesn't work. He doesn't, doesn't he, like, pierce both sides of her head with dildos? With the vi- with the vibrators. Because oh. they're vibrating. And okay. then he, and then that is how he kills someone is he shoves the, like, the small one, like, in the, in her mouth. Or in the guy's mouth. I can't remember. I... Ha ha, he shoves a dick in a guy's mouth. Ha ha, comedy. That's it. There's another death that, um, is pretty inexplicable. It's probably one of the first deaths we see, which is that Zach's dad has turned into a zombie. Um, they're like, I think they're demons. They're possessed. It, yeah. It's confusing. They look it, like zombies. It takes them about, uh, oh, I don't know, half a second to decide they're going to use a circular saw to kill him. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's like, that's my dad. And well, also, no, no, so they use a circular saw to kill him. Zach kills his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Brody kills him. Brody kills him, yeah. That's why he's like, he has to apologize and be like, Sorry, I just killed your dad, man. And Zach's like, That's how he'd want to go out, anyway. No, so yeah, he falls backwards and then a car engine falls on his head, right? From nowhere, <laughs> like from off screen. There's in a garage, and there's just like car engines like, floating around, like an engine, like yeah. a full engine of a car on the ceiling. Yeah, no, Ready to uh, fall. I don't think I was even watching at this point. I was like, I know what's gonna happen. I'm fine. He do, he doesn't have eyes. He holds them in his hand like uh, that character from Pan's Labyrinth. The pale man. Yes, it's so much. The death that I wanted to talk about that I actually we talked we discussed that the organization who also wants the black him. There's no oh, they have God. they have nothing to do with the plot. There's nothing going on, but. It was also another funny moment. Should we do moment. a little a re- a recap of that? It requires sure, a little it, context. It had a little. It had one funny moment that I would like to talk about. Oh boy! It's uh. The, so what happened? Well, let's let's set this up. So what happens is they when they find the pages um, the pages in this washed up rock star's house, um, a guy in a suit comes and then kills that washed up rock star, and mm-hmm. the guys babbling about like tell Aeon I'll never work for him or he'll never get the pages X Y Z yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then he has to go back. That man in the suit has to go back to, to report to Aeon, this his big boss. white room. And there's these hooded figures with swords. And, and the, the guy in the suit, whose name is Vaden, by the way. Um, <sighs> Vaden even Aeon, cares? I, no, it's just stupid. It's yeah, just like they gave all these characters. No, that's my the point. Names. Is that they like fucking went to take the time to name this guy Vaden? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like, oh no, like I can't find the pages. And Aeon's like, pages are just paper. The black him is absolute power. I don't. I literally don't even remember what he's, really? what he's talking about at all. The dialogue it, is just like it's so good. Uh, no, so then he orders Vader, 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 if only Darth Vader to be killed. Um, and By two guys in like Baphomet masks. Yeah, yeah. They've got like horns and they have swords and they like immediately decapitate him. And another really great self-referential joke where the <laughs> the the boss, whatever Aeon. it is, Aeon is like, on my rug, put a tarp down, do it again, and they're like. Do 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 what again? And he's like, do it again. So, so they, they get like, a tarp. They get the tarp and they put his like they, they just hold his head, hold his head, and then pretend to slice it, and then the head falls on the tarp, and they're like, Duh. <laughs> and I those moments because there's no music, it's just like slow, and they're both really like, I don't. No, it's is this what it's you want? it's comedically timed well. You are ignoring the kicker of that fucking scene. What is it? Is that a girl comes from under the desk who's been blowing him the whole time. Oh, and he pushes her back down. Pushes yeah, her back yeah, down yeah. because she's been sucking his dick the whole time. The literal whole time. Oh, God damn it. Which is but the setup know, for later. She kills she him. She kills him. With a knife. With a knife. She shoves it down his throat and makes a blowjob joke. She says, now who doesn't have a gag reflex? I hate this movie. I, it's I the worst. It, it's the worst. It. It's the worst. But Because there's no reason. I mean, sure, it's great that there's a woman in this movie. It's and horrible that she that kills that's, him yeah, like, for you know sure, violating her. But she only exists to be two blowjob jokes. That, that, and we see her boobs, too. She takes her shirt off for Azaloth or Azazel or whatever his name is, and she's like, take me, because she has to be naked when he does that for some I, reason. You also said this earlier. You said that um, Medina takes her, her shirt off. I don't remember a single boob in this. There's two. I believe you. Well, I assume there's two, four. But... Two sets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe you. I wasn't looking at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good for you, Lucky. <laughs> I stopped watching during all the gore, because then, so while... While so Brody, much blood, so, so many orifices. Brody and Zach are fighting his aunt and uncle. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. They, they end up fighting. They do. Like they do shove many, a chainsaw. Many, many, they shove a chainsaw off someone's ass. They do. One of the one of the hooded figures. They yeah. do that later in the movie. The one that I there is a um, as I called it at the time an equal opportunity penis because I was sick of seeing so many boobs. All four of them. So many. I feel like there's I, now. I feel like there's even more. I feel like we like see other. I would be um, shocked. Demons. This may be the least I've watched a movie, I guess, because I remember zero boobs. There were, I think there were a lot. And there, at one point, one of the demons that they fight is a, like, man who clearly was possessed when he was, like, changing or on the toilet or something, because he's only wearing a sweater and then, like, nothing on the bottom, so his dick's just hanging out, flying free. And what do they do, of course? They kill him by, I don't know, shoving a circular saw on it or... Chainsaw, maybe some sort of horrible genital mutilation. Genital mutilation, like they just had. I, I was like, oh, are they gonna like you know, maybe do something right? No, they're gonna just no, no. The other thing I want to say is, for as juvenile as we are, like talking about this movie being, there's also way too many rules. There's like a lot of plot. Um, yeah, there's this whole. You know, the organization is trying to get this, but, like, only people with a soul can touch the black pages. Oh, and like, yeah. They're just, like, giving us all this plot in the middle of, you know, dildo chainsaw rape fight scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, 
pick a fucking lane. Like, no. you're failing at everything, but, like, at least commit to one. <laughs> they won't. The other thing, Medina comes back. Um, at this point, we've only... The last time we saw her, she was making out with Zach as revenge or whatever. And um, the next time we see her, the two nerds, whose names I don't know... It's a D team, but thanks. <laughs> I don't remember their names. They're nerds. One of them actually looks exactly like Alan Tudyk. Did you think that? No. The blonde one looks. Exactly I have respect for Alan, like Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. He looks exactly like him. Um, but they're fighting zombies and they're about to like die, and then Medina shows up and chops one the head in half with an axe because she has an axe, and then she she swings it like she's been swinging an axe her whole life, like she twirls it behind her, and that's when I was like, oh, she is the ultimate male fantasy in this movie of course like the way that i just was thinking about oh of course there's this girl she has no personality she's just hot and then she she loves what you love and she can twirl a battle axe and she's really sexy and tough she comes to know what you love better than you do that's like the epilogue right right but like and just that she you she meets you and then she just fully falls into your world like her life becomes about you exactly she never had anything going on in her head before she met you and now everything's about you you know what phrase you haven't used what toxic masculinity yes toxic masculinity is just seeping from every orifice every orifice yeah (laughs) like blood like blood and guts and gore Ugh. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much, it's like what I already said before about, um, like Brody and Zach and how they act around each other. Uh, just like the way that they are (laughs) best friends and like, oh, and like when he's talking to Medina for the first time and all of his friends are behind her and they're like pretending to fuck each other as a joke of like. It's so funny. It's just like laugh out loud It's so hilarious when you just like, your, your friend likes a girl and so you just talk about demeaning her like yeah of course publicly it's I just, hate this fucking movie yeah it's it's really garbage and like and it's that's what brody's whole thing is he's just he's he is even actually more than zach because zach is so obvious about it and you i think it's aggressive it's aggressive and i think we are supposed to know that zach is a piece of shit when he's like forget about him man you'll never get to second base with her and Brody's like, what's second base? And he's like, anal? And you're like, you're supposed to think, oh, Zach's a piece of shit. Brody is actually worse in this movie because he exemplifies this, like, he's the good guy. Well, he's, no, he's the nice guy. He's the nice guy. And he doesn't, like, all these all these guys just want to fuck her and it sucks because I want to fuck her. But it's different because it's me. And that's just, like, the most unbelievable bullshit i've ever heard no, it, like, it's, it's it's the entitled nice guy that's become such like a you know yes a reddit and gamer but i like even thing. think that like nice guys have realized they have to like become friends with that girl first and and know her personality and that's why they've earned sex is because they're good friends they right that's what they think that's what they think yeah okay. they think that they've earned sex because they're friends like because they've they've put in the emotional energy right yes brody has not he does not know her from anybody else in this town he's seen her he thinks she's hot and therefore he he thinks that everybody else who wants to have sex with her just because she's hot is like wrong somehow but because but he wants to fuck her because she's hot but for some reason it's okay that's what he thinks it's it's so fucked up so let's let's get to the end of this which is they Mm -hmm. raise the demon the demon binds with zach Zach becomes the avatar of the Because he's got the, the blackest heart. Because he's got the blackest heart. There's a fight scene that I don't remember a lick of. I don't remember it either. 
Um, but he is defeated and banished to the hell dimension. What does he do? Oh, uh, Zach, Zach's big redemptive moment. Cause up to this point, Zach's been a piece of a garbage human being. He's terrible to women. He's terrible to his quote unquote friends. He just loves like, you know, destroying people and mutilating them. Like that seems to be his only joy yeah. in this world and metal music. And then, uh, and at this point, like we, there's nothing we like about him. He is just, he has just betrayed his friends He's a piece of garbage. And, garbage. But when the demon possesses him, and he's got the horns and everything, he looks like a demon, but he like kind of still has Zach's features. Zach like is holding him off, and that's the moment I was talking about. Of like that's such a um, like kind of romantic trope of like the, the he's holding him and he's like don't like, hold him off, Zach. Like you can do it. You're strong. And Zach's like I can't hold him off. I can't hold him off. And it's like they're all holding each other. And then I think he kills him. I think that he, like, stabs Zack or he does something where it makes Zack dies and therefore the demon also, like, goes back to hell. Right. Does it have to do with him playing it backwards? He doesn't. There's a part where I think, yeah, it's it's right when he's been possessed and he and um, Zack is, Zack slash Asloth or whatever his name is, is like, I'm all powerful. And he doesn't play it backwards. He distracts him by playing guitar really well. Isn't that what happens? Yeah. And he's just like, watch this. And then he like surprises him by then playing it backwards. And I think that's what helps Zach like hold him hold, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like weakens him. It weakens him, exactly. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. Anyway, two months later, Medina and Brody are in love. and Medina a, is like now a metal Cannibal corpse expert and schools him on mic cupping. Yeah, and she's got like black streaks in her hair, and she's got the tattoo that's her of herself with a with swinging the axe. And uh, they just had sex, I guess. But he's mm-hmm. like he's like sleeping. Brody's sleeping in a studded belt. Um, <laughs> she's and, about to go like to work or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, but they're in love now because he gets everything he wants. Brody mm-hmm. is just and her life revolves around him. She's of nothing course. other than him, right? Yeah. Um, and then like there's like a fake out that like the demon is back again, not set up at all. It's just like two months later. A moment of peace. And then the demon's back. Right. Except it's not. It's Zach it's playing Zach. a joke. Which led to my last note on this movie, which is, what a waste of time. <laughs> it's true. It's that he's like, he's dead, but he's come back as like a ghost or like a... Yeah, but he's just like fucking with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Through the meatle. What a waste of time is pretty much exactly right. You want to know my last note? <sighs> yes. It's, I'm so glad Zach is going to die. I fucking hate him. Yep. That's the last thing you I You just, wrote. like, stopped. I was like, done. So, uh, listeners. Don't. Don't. Don't death gather. Please. Feel free to enjoy heavy Beatle music. <laughs> and New Zealand. And New Zealand. Don't write those things off because of this. Although I don't like metal that much. At least I don't like the kind of metal they like. I mean, I'm, I'm someone who got really into Iron Maiden in the year of our Lord, 2016. <laughs> you did. Um, <laughs> Is that considered metal? I, I think so. I wouldn't call it metal. I don't, is ACDC metal? I would never say that. People call Black Sabbath metal. Black Sabbath is like not that heavy, but like for the time it was. Right. That's that's I get I get confused because I would consider a lot of things to just be under classic rock, and then I've had people be like, "That's not classic rock. It's metal." It's like proto metal. Like Dio is obviously metal. Um, Judas Priest is metal, isn't it? Judas Priest sounds like fast Iron Maiden. That's what I'm saying. Like I think yeah. that the lines are really blurry. I think that it's it's part of a lineage. So like yes, Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. uh, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest are like metal. In the same way that, like, Guns N' Roses is metal or, mm-hmm. like, Poison's metal, but they're, like, you know, this next step. The yeah. metal that they like is, like, Norwegian black metal, um, which is, like, 
you wild. can't hear the words. Yeah. Well, I mean, I listen to, I listen to um, Death Heaven, which is like mm-hmm. black metal shoegaze kind of stuff. But like, there's like the blood and guts demonic shit that they're talking about. I have never like listened or like I've never spent enough time to like know what those specific re- reference points are, other than what they say, which is like Cannibal Corpse and Anal Cunt and like things that. I assume also sound like that, yeah. but I could not like tell you like what are the big bands in that? Like no. I, I don't know. Me neither. Anyway, not a not a winner. In probably, fact, in fact, a big loser. A big loser. Probably the I would like I said in the beginning, the second worst that we've ever watched. I think it's the second worst. Um Hellraiser Revelations is gonna be really hard to to get lower than I don't than. think anyone can beat it. It's it would have to be shorter than seventy minutes. <laughs> And have the same scenes over and over again, exactly. and have no plot, and yeah. have incest, yeah. and have and rape. rape. I don't know. I hated this. I don't know why New Zealand is failing us so badly. Between this and the Deed Room. I like the Dead Room. I maintain. I liked it a lot more than this. Sure, it's not actively <laughs> offensive, it's just boring. Yeah. I would, I would have rather been bored. I was kind of bored by this. Uh, just bored by, like, overstimulation. Yeah, bored by, like, I want to feel some elements of good watching a movie like even yeah. horror movies like i want to feel good in some way and when there was all the blood that was just flowing and not in See, a way i don't think that's where the quibble should be it's not it's not a quibble it's, it's, it's why i got bored i'm talking okay. about boredom i'm talking about like when i was watching it and i was sitting like in my room watching it on my laptop and going i can't i not not i can't watch this anymore but like i just don't want to i don't want to watch another decapitation i don't want to watch another Skull being split Is it worse open. than the other gory movies we've watched recently? Yes. Okay. It's worse than Revelations. It's worse than... Hellraiser or Reanimator Absolutely. Or... It's way worse than Reanimator because Reanimator, like, at least has a historical context to me. Yeah. I'm like, this makes me feel gross inside, but at least, like, I know that it started something and, yeah. and it is part of something. This is just, like, this is just... a throwaway movie. Exactly. It's just garbage. Like, I, I think you're totally right. It's trying so hard to be a cult film. Yeah. Like, it really wants to be having so much fun. That's why Medina is hot and swinging axes and, like... And you know what happens when you try? You fail. <laughs> is that the lesson for 2017? <laughs> no, but if Listeners, you... if you try, you fail. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you're trying too hard to, like, to be fucking... A cult film? Like, yeah, like, like cool and zeitgeisty and, like, capture something special. Like, don't try to do that. Yeah. Make your movie, create your art, believe in it... And then people will find it or not. Right. That's how I feel. Yeah. No, this is just uh, try hard garbage. Yep. So let's move on. Please. Let's um, blood. play the black hymn and banish this one. Uh... Back to hell. Dun, dun, dun. So New Year, same roulette. We've got it up and we're going to spin it. Next week's movie will be The Queen of the Damned. I didn't really think this was a horror movie. What is it? This is a movie starring Aaliyah. It has three stars on Netflix. That has uh, Lestat as a rock star vampire. Can't wait. Should I, I, should I watch Interview with the Vampire before I watch this? This is unrelated. Oh, I thought you were talking about Lestat. Yeah, that's like a story. So is Dracula. Is it a historical vampire? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about vampires. You hate vampires. I do. Is this our first vampire movie? Yes. Nice. We definitely have to watch it. It has Aaliyah in it. Okay. Beloved Aaliyah. May she rest in peace. she die? You don't know who Aaliyah is. I don't know who Aaliyah is, no. Uh, uh, 
I don't know anything about vampires or Aaliyah, so next week's going to be super educational for me. So, yeah, next week we're going to learn a lot about Queen R&B, Damned. R&B and uh, vampires, vampires and, oh my god. I'm pretty sure this is one of those movies that, like, what year is it? 2002. So we're going a little bit. She was dead by then. No, she was not. She, a hundred, I'm pretty sure she died in 2001. Oh my god, Look up when Aaliyah died. That's crazy. What? She died in August 2001. So this is a posthumous... Posthumous Aaliyah film. What the fuck? This is going to be really interesting to talk about. This is so weird. I also didn't even know she was an actress. She was in, she was in five movies. I wouldn't... No, I don't know that's an actress. Romeo Must Die in Queen of the Damned. Oh, because the other ones are TV series. So okay. this is one of Aaliyah's two movies. This is 50% of her uh, IMDb page. So this is going to be one. I'm pretty. My point is, I'm pretty sure that like this is one of those. Um, I've heard about this movie before. I don't really remember in what contexts. I'm pretty sure people think it's like really like schlocky, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. I'm actually really interested in this. Okay. Th- this could be a lot of fun. All right, I'm ready. At least it won't be. If it's bad, it's it's bad in a different way than most of our movies have been. Right. It which could is be this, fun bad. This well, also this like recent um, like 2015. I don't know why our movies are from 2015. Um, it's a bad year for movies. Horror movies. Ba- under-budgeted horror movies. Sure. <laughs> Every year is a bad year for under-budgeted horror movies. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, like, early 2000s uh, sheen Fun. and yeah, yeah, silliness. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm excited. You've, you've turned me around on it. All right. So join us next week for Queen of the Damned. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about our exciting news on Twitter? We have great new news, which is that we have a new Twitter handle. It's just now screaming Yeah, now. we got it. We got it. A very generous person uh, handed over the keys. Bequeathed it. Bequeathed it to us. So now Screaming Pod is no longer something you need. Mm-hmm. You just need to know Twitter and it's at Twitter at Now Screaming. Yep. As well as Facebook. Yep. So yeah, Facebook is also Now Screaming. <laughs> and our website is always NowScreaming.com. Yep. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you hated Death Gas as much as we do, please join us if and... you've seen it like please let us know i want to know who else is like yeah, who watched this put this in their eyeballs if you if you've seen it and you're over the age of 13 uh <laughs> let us know if you hated it as yeah well. please i would like i want to know everyone's opinion on this and uh thank you to wes craven for putting comedy in horror films that wasn't dick jokes yeah it's for actually like, really nice like knowing how to how to tell a good joke in a horror context and not just be like puerile bearing it with dicks yeah yeah i really appreciate it thanks wes You'll continue to be missed into 2017. (laughs) All right. New year, same podcast. (laughs) See everybody next week. Bye-bye.